Hello and welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball from A to Z, from Earth to Namek to Sadala to Sandland. <gasps> we cover everything Dragon Ball. Uh, my name is Randy. And I'm Swimmer Doug. And I'm the man formerly known as General Ken. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> We're the world's strongest under the heavens trio to dangers here every other week to talk year year off about fights, goofs, and everything else in the Dragon Ball cosmos. Uh, Doug, how you doing? I'm chill, man. I'm good. I've been getting uh, new stuff for my new desk, which looks really nice, although none of you can see it because it's over here, but it's just for my own viewing pleasure. But mm-hmm. it's, it's really nice to see. I bought like some like RGB lights. But not like classy. Like they, they, they like little stands. They're not like the strips. I hate when mm. strips you can like see like each individual dot. Like when they're out in the open. I'm, I'm ranting, but I'm rambling. But yeah, it, uh, I like what I'm doing. Heck yeah, man. Ken, how about you? I've been getting really into eating pistachios. Oh, new um, hobby. Cool. Probably the best <laughs> nut. I think. What do you have? Where on your guys' nut ranking is pistachio? Uh, the one from GT. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, almonds for me. <laughs> And okay. uh, after marriage, that's that right. a good nut. Where, then, where's right. pecans for, for you? And first of all, do you pecans? say pecans or pecans? <laughs> I or say pecan. pecans out of a joke now, and now I can't say I can't not say pecans. <laughs> See, as a good southern boy, I say oh. pecan. Pecans. Oh. I don't like you saying pawn. <laughs> I'm team pecan, but I will say cashews are up there. So Ooh. I like my nuts salty. What can I say? Yeah. No surprise there. I've also entered the wonderful world of VR, thanks to Randy and hey. his wonderful mother. Thanks, Mom. No context. Yeah. Just just like that. <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, let's leave Look, it okay. there, I guess. No, that's, that's just Thanks, Randy's weird. Mom. My mother bought a VR headset after she checked out mine. She's like, this is pretty sick. And then she got it, and then she never used it. And she's like, do you know anybody that wants one? And I'm like, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> and now Ken's been joining us on our VR nights, and it's been a blast. Yeah, and my back has never been the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're playing a lot of golf, right? So you're just like looking yeah. down constantly. Yeah. It's the, the worst part is looking for those stray balls. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where are it's they? Rough. It's okay. We'll play something. You put it on sitting. you. You're the one that, as soon as we finish a hole, you're off looking for them. You love doing that. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah, you try too, yet. <laughs> it's fun. Got my golf ball radar out. I'm searching. Yeah. <laughs> finding it. Nice. Well, I've been continuing to play Yakuza 0. And I am in chapter nine, and I, I'm hooked wow. now because yeah. I unlocked cabaret running, and now I can't stop. Isn't it just <laughs> the best when Majima, the little cutscene where Majima comes and brings the drink, and then as he walks oh. away, he gives the thumbs up. I live for that. Majima. Like every time, I'm like guy. trigger it, trigger it. I love it so much. Yeah. Just the host is just like, hey, this is the I quick should really wave. get into that game. I know I told you that you needed to do the cabaret club storyline, but I knew secretly once you started it you were you're going to be compelled to do it that was the problem like i need to continue this plot <laughs> yeah but i need to hold on <laughs> i at least took care of one of the, like taking down the five other cabaret clubs i'm like all right i cleared one now i'll move on and do some plot i also just like going on the little dates like that first mm-hmm. girl on. that you got <laughs> sorry to interrupt my eye is killing me i gotta i gotta fix that I was trying to hold well, that Doug, as long as I could, but I, it just hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just continue talking about cute girls uh, going out on dates, which um, is just so good. Like I was like 
really worried I'm like this is gonna be cringe this is gonna be bad no it's wholesome and it's great <laughs> yeah and it's great because it's all about majima trying to like better the lives mm-hmm. of his of his girls yeah right exactly it's like yeah you're going on dates and there's like a slightly romantic aspect to it but it's more of like a father figure type thing yeah exactly yeah that's great and um wow i did not expect such a robust um makeover system <laughs> to, mm-hmm. oh yeah you know, get new outfits and hairstyles and makeup i'm like oh i'm in this <laughs> yeah that is not the only game that has that kind of stuff in it mm. even the games without cabaret clubs have that kind of stuff interesting yeah i uh it's good man i don't know how quick i'm gonna get through it or how fast i'll go on to more yakuza after this and i think one of the main problems for me not getting into it right away is i was approaching it different where i was like i just want to get in here and i want to just go through this game and i want to just you know binge it i was listening to some other podcasts and i'm like they were they're just not stopping talking about yakuza zero and one person just said it's a sipping game man you just gotta take little sips every night right before bed that's the way to do it and i'm like oh so you say that i blew through yakuza 0 kiwami and kiwami 2 and then i had to wait because i wasn't going to play on ps3 and then they announced the 3 4 and 5 on ps4 and i got those blew through those and then i blew through those straight through six Mm -hmm. and then played judgment no i played judgment way out of order oh and then then but but then anyways what i'm trying to say is by that point i had already caught up with the series and so I didn't like just blow through everything in one right. go like you can now on Steam for the low, low price. <laughs> They're cheap. It's good stuff. Man. So we're just keeping that Bang. all in where I just decided to walk out on you guys. That's cool. I appreciate that. We were having a lovely conversation. <laughs> you were. Yeah, yeah man. I, I was like dying out here. Well, I, I, I thought of Yakuza Zero and it just made me cry how beautiful the game was. So yeah, that's basically fix that real quick. <laughs> well, now that you've recovered and you're alive, I yeah. think you're okay. No, I'm good. Okay. We can get into what we're really talking about. And I know this is supposed to be a Dragon Ball podcast, but um, there's uh, something a little more timely, a little more of the moment. And uh, we thought we'd talk about Sandland, one of uh, Akira Toriyama's other manga series. But so, timely, Randy, didn't this manga come out years ago? It sure did. But the thing is, is that uh, was old is new again. And we're getting a CGI anime film. Uh, in Japan this year, in America next year, as well as a video game coming to all your favorite platforms. All about and, Sandland. And, and figures. There's figures. Oh, God. That's oh, right. Yeah. How could I forget the figures? So it was exciting because I've never experienced Sandland. So I was like, I guess I'll read this thing. And uh, it's good. Uh, for background, it was a manga serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump magazine from May to August back in 2000. And uh, we Which- got it. Oh, for context, is five years after Dragon Ball ended. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, and then we got it here in the U.S. Um, from Viz in uh, 2003. And uh, yeah, we're getting that movie uh, from Sunrise and uh, Kamikaze Doga and Anima. Uh, and that's coming out in Japan this month. I think it's this Friday. Is that right? Well, it'll be out by the time this podcast goes up. Yes. Yeah. It actually is out on the day this podcast comes out. Oh, oh. That's good yeah, timing. so you may have noticed this episode's out a little early to coincide with uh, with this. Oh, is it? I didn't know that it was is the plan. Well, the video version's out on 18th. I'm <laughs> oh, going to okay. work like hell to get this edited version out. So. <laughs> I was just sticking with a regular schedule, so I'm glad that you're, you're taking yeah. care of that. So premium content on YouTube. This is why you should subscribe if you're right. You, you, get, you get episodes early. You get to see me run to the bathroom to fix my eye. Yeah. 
<laughs> you get it all. I can baby. edit that out if you need me to. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. it's still something in there, dang it. I see either I'm uh, crying or something in there still, but whatever. I still think about Majma and being a father figure to yeah. all those girls. It's so great. So big picture, what did you guys think of Sandland before we get into the synopsis real quick? Doug. Overall I thought, thoughts. I thought it was fine. It was all right. Okay. Fine is good. I um I finished it and I'm like, hot damn. That was great. <laughs> I love this thing quite a bit. Uh, no, it's not the most, you know, deep thing or anything like that, but it's fun. It's breezy. It's gorgeous. Like, I was yeah. like, let me go back and take a look at some late Dragon Ball manga. I'm like, oh, man, he, there was yeah. love and care put into Sandland. Holy shit. Compared to the end of Dragon Ball, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, sure. Toriyama, like, looks, he's he's drawing great here. It looks it looks awesome. He got to be his mechanical pervert self and just draw a tank over and over and over again. He wanted again. to draw so many tanks. Gan, what did you think? Uh, I'm with you, Randy. I loved it. And I was not expecting to love it because I have experienced parts of Sandland in the past. And I think maybe I just didn't experience it at the right time in my life or Mm. particularly the right time in human history. Mm. Uh, Because I I... think that this manga really resonates with a lot of stuff that's going on these days. I know. I think that's why I didn't like it. I'm like, I don't want to see more of this. And I think it's shocking. So first of all, you know, watching GT... Um, is distinctly like not on Toriyama and to just read something that's like pure Toriyama again yeah. like he didn't even have a, an assistant for the no. series really? the whole thing himself yeah and it's just the most like serious and I'm going to intentionally make a theme <laughs> that mm-hmm. I feel Toriyama has ever been yeah it and feels so, so weird to just like read something and I still have to wrap my head around this is Toriyama this isn't like Toyotaro, this isn't like just influence. This is straight up just him again. It's it Toriyama with something to say. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I love it. Let's let's uh, get into the synopsis. Yeah, Randy. let's go for it. So, what is Sandland? Well, in the far future, war has ravaged the entire Earth, leaving only a barren wasteland called Sandland, where the supply of water is controlled by a greedy king. Sheriff Rao asks the king of the demons for his help in finding a way to end the drought. What he gets is the king's son, Beelzebub, his attendant, Thief, and a weird journey through the Great Desert. After committing Grand Theft Tank, Rao and the demonic duo ride their iron chariot towards an inevitable confrontation with evil. Evil. First of all, kudos on that Grand Theft Tank. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Was that a Randy <laughs> original? No, it's not. This is actually oh, taken. Uh, it was. I just went to write stuff, and I just took their synopsis. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I figured that's uh, right from Viz themselves, so. <laughs> Grand Theft Tank. Can we start Whatever. off? I, I didn't like his attendant's name being Thief. I, that that kept throwing me off every time I read that name. But I guess this, I mean, in the Japanese world, you don't read Thief as we read Thief. Shifu is how it was written in right. Japanese, so yeah. But I mean, it's not, it's not just a one-for-one one word of another word that we use all the time, so. Right. Uh, I, I, I liked the, his character a lot. I liked all the characters in this book. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what Doug was saying. I think Doug was saying no. he doesn't yeah. like the character's name. No. Now I'm saying I don't like any of the characters. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> well, this, this, this just felt like a manga of, like, what if Kid Vegeta? And that's what Beelzebub is. He's just like a Kid Vegeta, like a little scrappy, overconfident little brat who's, like, if he was raised on Earth, like, he'd still, he'd, like, be, this is mm. his story. Is he overconfident? Uh, no, I mean, no, I'm sorry. Just perfectly confident in his, he has the abilities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, I liked them all. Uh, I would agree, especially Rao. 
Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting old, you know, at 35. (laughs) (laughs) Connecting more with these old dudes. But, like, I don't know. Like, I felt the twists and everything that was coming along uh, were great. Uh, The character banter back and forth, super good. You know, I liked his sweater, how it made him look like Goku. He, his, his sweater, sweater wasn't very Goku, which was like undershirt. a young undershirt. All right, mm-hmm. let's pull out the model. A, a symbol, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, a I symbol see on the corner, yeah. 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 There's just, That's just because a missing page that has... Yeah, there it is. His sensei, the S was his symbol. His sensei's name was Sheriff. Oh. Hmm. None of that's true, but... None of that's true. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you sold it to me, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well... Ken knows he digs into guidebooks. He eats yeah, that them was for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I got all of the Sandland guidebooks <laughs> right here. <laughs> it's just the manga. That's all we got. You know, it's funny, like reading the foreword for this book by Toriyama, and Toriyama almost like paints it as it was excruciating to draw this series. Hmm. How so? Probably because of all the technical art required. Uh, he says in here that he was already regretting getting involved with. Specifically, the tank was harder than to draw than he expected. Mm-hmm. And again, he didn't have an assistant for this, so yeah, wonder what it was he thought. all him. <laughs> it's a tank, of course. It's going to be complicated to draw. I did not know that manga artists had assistants until I read Bakuman. Mm. Oh, like the basically behind the scenes, <laughs> yeah. Of two kids, and then I'm like, come. this guy gets an assistant. I want an assistant. <laughs> I would draw so many more comics <laughs> if I had an assistant. Here's yep, the thing, yep. though. From what I know for mangaka assistance the publisher is not paying the assistance the mangaka is out of his yeah. own pocket so it's like well right. cool i get 20 grand for this but i gotta pay the dude who helped me draw the backgrounds it's not up to my publisher to cover it it's like oof, it, it's worth it that's why they exist man that's it really helps yeah. out doing like the 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 just the tedious things like coloring in goku's hair all the time must have really paid off yeah i think the first time i ever was like oh they get assistance was i was reading death note and i'm not sure uh if you guys have read or seen <laughs> same same artist then you both <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's found Bakuman. out from the same yeah uh where um near uh is always like building little things and there's at mm-hmm. one point he has like an entire castle made out of matchsticks and like i think it was in an afterward or in volume 13 how to read where there's like no, I think it was in the thing. There's like a little asterisk next to like this big background thing of that. <laughs> I just said, sorry to my assistant who I had ma- had to make draw all of these individual matchsticks to make this castle. I'm like, <laughs> what? Oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> so I guess somebody <laughs> does have to draw that, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, going in solo. Soloed this this thing is what he did, which I was uh, impressed by. But yeah, it must art, have helped I think that he made it in great. like the main plot in the desert that might have helped a lot to <laughs> not to draw too much i i really don't like desert areas like that's the part of dragon ball that always gets made fun of that oh it's boring desert area but it really makes mm. when they find this oasis that much more beautiful yeah the, yeah there's context for it too yeah. contrast yeah speaking of art here um <clears throat> you can really see toriyama's like evolutionary link between the boo arc and his kanzenban art Mm-hmm. in Sandland. Oh. Kanzenban started, what, 2003, 2004? Around there, yeah. Yeah. So this is like smack dab in the middle of Toriyama's art evolution. And there's a lot of his slapdash type nature from the Boo arc still in here. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think he really refined himself with his Kanzenban art in yeah. a new direction. It's always interesting that. to look at how much Toriyama's art changes over the years. Yeah. And he goes through different styles and, and starts becoming much more angular. Just because we're following... 
from Dragon Ball to the end of Dragon Ball, but yeah, you just never see it happen. Yeah, but you do see it with like with like Beezlebub, how he has that kind of like really straight, slim body, tiny mm-hmm. like arms and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how he draws like Kid Goku at that time on like Kanzenbon art. Right. A, yeah. A little bit of the way that modern Toriyama would come about in all of his characters just being like really simple designs mm-hmm. and slim and lanky <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i was I mean, surprised i thought that beezlebub was gonna he like looked at um some like the, thieves some bandits like wearing like a little bdsm kind of like outfit yeah He's, like, those are cool i thought we were gonna like see him in a new outfit like having that on but never <laughs> happened keeps it simple yeah. i like that i think if this had been like an ongoing series we might have seen something like this but i think like i said before the most striking thing about sandland to me is it's toriyama on a mission to tell a certain story and you know it's when people say like one piece isn't political (laughs) it's one piece is absolutely political yeah (laughs) very first (laughs) chapter of that series it is and it is all the way through and it still is and i would say like this is probably toriyama uh, from what i've read at his most political yeah i would agree right because it's all dealing with you know global warming and you know the the hoarding of uh, of resources by the just, rich and wealthy and powerful. Yeah, the rich just being bad and greedy and stealing the water. For the and, record, I guess that did we explain that's the whole plot of the point in your synopsis that the king is hoarding all the water, keeping it secret that there's this oasis, there's these blocking all the water from. There's like a river bend that it's supposed to have water, but the the king blocks it all. Right, so we're going to talk about spoilers uh, in this episode. Obviously, <laughs> you yeah. haven't read Sandland. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I it's, hope it's, that it's was a one shot read. <laughs> yeah, you know, in case people were just interested, like, oh, let's do a little. I was bit. waiting for you to stop me. I'm sure. like, did we did we get to the, the part of when? <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> it's okay. I I didn't think about saying anything in particular, but yeah, it's um, where were we? Political. That's what we were doing. Well, and we were talking about the king hoarding all the the water and everything and like oh no the world wasn't fully destroyed 50 years ago Mm -hmm. and there's the you look across and you can see the horizon and it's just sea open sea out there and and oh you're not allowed to have planes no planes out there no planes i wonder why (laughs) it's it's we're used to a toriyama that is flying by the seat of his pants you know Mm -hmm. we've talked a million times about the cell arc and how that evolves due to editorial influence and Toriyama being like, okay, well then I'll just do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. But it all works together. But this is Toriyama clearly plotting out what he's doing from start to finish. As he says in his forward, the whole story had been plotted out before he started. So he's dropping in things about the planes, the what's his name? The Sheba's wife. He's got like the the sexy poster up and he's like, Oh, (laughs) she's my good luck charm. But then you find out that was his wife. Yeah. It's yeah. just so masterfully done to see what how Toriyama can behave when he sets his mind to it. Not that he doesn't with Dragon but Ball, like obviously, makes an outline, but in a, basically. in a different way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going in with a plan rather than being like, okay, well, I'm just going to write this, you know, sort of chapter to chapter. And, Although, uh, did the wife thing go anywhere? It didn't, it just started as like a, a joke, didn't it? It's just a, another sense of loss of what happened from 30 years ago. Oh, uh, I guess you're right. A lot yeah. of this, you could almost look at Sandland and say that Rao is the main character of this series, not Beelzebub. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I would totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about Rao's uh, character development and mm-hmm. where he was 30 years ago, where he stands today, and how along his mission he's bringing people onto his side um, to win the day and 
bring everyone under a common goal again. To well, it's funny overthrow. as soon as as soon as we got a, a view of uh, I guess General Zhao, the old dude in like the the Frieza space pod. Uh, Zayu. How yeah. Zayu? How old he was? I thought we were gonna get some flashbacks to like them oh. younger. But that never that never happened. But I was I was like, it's because no, it's, cool, it's always cool to put in context. Like, oh, these these old men to us, they're just two old men. But mm-hmm. then to like flashback to see like, oh, actually, our main character Rao is is uh, not wait, what's our main character? I forgot his name. His, his name, the old guy, is it Rao? Zayu? No, 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 no. The, our main oh, character, Rao. Yeah, she okay, it is Rao. She. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. See him like a little significantly more younger, like in his twenty late twenties, and then this General Zhao guy. I don't always read voices for characters in my head but sometimes i'll be reading a character and a voice will just jump out to me whether i like mm. it or not and that's the voice that's in my head <laughs> and i don't know about you guys but when i was reading for zeu general mm. zeu in my head it was the the digimon adventure dub actor for genkai that's deep genai genai mm-hmm. genkai is yu yu Hakusho. yeah <laughs> yeah both old people but okay. genai that was the the voice that was playing in my head for that character. It just like popped into it. Now, when I reread it, that's all I'm going to hear. So thank you. And actually, thank yeah, you. Cause that's, that's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any voices specifically jump out, but I did when, when I, I think I saw the trailer for the new movie for, for this, for this. And I'm like, I started reading the manga first and then saw the trailer. I'm like, Oh yeah, I could totally see his voice sounding like that. So like, yeah, be Beelzebub's hmm. please. Uh, is it Beelzebub? I'm not saying it wrong. I'm saying all these words wrong. <laughs> Beelzebub. Beelzebub, not Beelzebub. Think not like Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Beelzemon from Digimon? Don't even know that. Mon, no. You just put bub. <laughs> Beelzemon. <laughs> We're out here. <laughs> the one thing I didn't like about Sandland, and I think the further out I get from having read the series, the more I'm I'm okay with it, was everything with the insect man. Mm. And just it didn't go anywhere. It was following up on Beelzebub absorbing the night to prepare for this kind of a battle and yeah. he goes all out. He has this like super Saiyan two moment where he's yeah. like, I strange got strange Gohan vibes from the way he stands there. Mm. I got Vegeta in history of Bardock movie vibes there. The further I get out from it though, the f- more I realize that that's not the point of this book. Right. And so the whole final encounter, the way it goes down is about people coming together and not necessarily this big. Yeah climactic Dragon Ball type moment. And maybe that was an intentional subversion from Toriyama. I mean, king of stories subverting. Maybe. <laughs> what is going on over there, Randy? <laughs> Randy's been like looking at side-eyeing his window. Like they're coming to get me. They're, they're here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, who knows what's going on? It's a, it's a wild, wild time <laughs> to be alive, I guess. Uh, I like Insect worked, Man though. I would have maybe liked the whole thing of like, well, you got a big bad to fight. If maybe it was more thematically tuned. Cause I'm like, I'm not sure how a bug, Fits into yeah, uh, you know, climate change or greed or power, which is what Zayu is kind of all for. Because like the king is just a figurehead. It's actually Zayu who's kind of running everything. So it's like is maybe he supposed if there was to be a particular kind of bug. Like if he, if he was like a cicada, it like makes sense that he's not ready yet because he's not in an oasis. He's in this desert, his unnatural environment mm. or something like that. I don't know something like that. But I thought it, it's cool how Toriyama does it, where it just looks like it a bug but he makes it humanoid and makes it look so cool with the simple design it's, yeah, it's first form cell such a talent with it that's what i was thinking of too with especially with the feet but um as, especially with the feet you know yeah, as, yeah. as far as you're talking about the thematic nature of insect man who <laughs> is a sentence i just said <laughs> i do think he does have one and i think it's to serve beelzebub because the whole story you go into a book like sandland and they're expecting 
demons, right, to be the bad guys. And right from the beginning of the story, they're like, demons are not the bad guys. You yeah. think they are. They're blamed for a lot of stuff, but they're not. They just steal the... They're like Aladdin. They steal <laughs> one step, da-da-da-da-da, you know, that's Beelzebub. But I feel like the, and, the demons are so overtly good that it's hard to believe that the world hasn't found them to be good. Like, Well, I mean, raise the we're first introduced one. to them, we're introduced to them, you know, attacking and stealing. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, here's the thing they're doing. Then he gives like a kid a, a, a half his case of, of water or whatever and just like, take it. I didn't do it for yeah. you, Baka, and then walks away. Like, yeah, that's yeah. But you got you got ten pages of like, oh, are these bad guys? And then like, <laughs> but, oh no. But he says that, demons never kill anyone. Like he literally, <laughs> and then like everyone yeah, later. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, need a I scapegoat. Mean, yeah, and it seems like humans have been perpetuating this nonsense, and that the same way that they have uh, intentionally misunderstood the peachy people. Yeah, who we haven't even touched on yet. The people yeah. who were inventing a machine to make and produce water. And so the government wiped them out. Yeah, under false so pretenses. Fucked. I was expecting hot girls. I was like, I saw the word peachy peachy. I'm like, oh, oh peachy yeah. peachy gal. <laughs> but back to the thematic I mean, hot nature to tarble, of insect, but not man, anyone else. Real quick, uh, there's a moment after Beelzebub does his like explosion, and then he suddenly realizes that insect man might have intelligence, and yeah. then he immediately pulls back on his like his. Like, oh, can you understand or, me? Let's yeah. talk. Let's just let's just yeah. not do this. Yeah, that, I yeah, like and that. that's just. That ties back into the nature of Beelzebub specifically because you read a series like this, you look at what Beelzebub looks like and you think he's going to be a problem child type character, yeah. but he's he's much more... Very mature. He's 2,500 years old, yeah. right, right? And he knows what he's doing, but it's just Toriyama subverting and subverting and subverting and subverting. And Man, maybe he should have wrote Star Wars, <laughs> The Last Jedi. The worst movie no, I, of all time. That one's perfect. I would absolutely read a Toriyama <laughs> Star Wars... <laughs> Thing. That would be actually really good. Somebody tell Kathleen Kennedy that Toriyama loves Star Wars, and I'm sure they'll put him on something. <laughs> yeah. Show him that one cool drawing of young Anakin from episode one. Uh, that's all we'll need. She'll oh, be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Just put in the trailers, from the creator of Dragon Ball comes Star Wars. Easy billion-dollar box <laughs> oh, office yeah. hit. Trillion Easy. dollar. Trillion, yeah. yeah. That would inc- increase the GDP of Japan. <laughs> You wouldn't, they'd become a number one. Number one, yep. <laughs> I'm just looking through, I took some random screenshots while I was uh, reading through it. And the one that jumps out to me is like, oh man, he's getting the PlayStation 6 so that he could play Dragon Quest 13. And I'm Almost like, there. you know, it might actually happen where that's know, the right? platform that it yeah. comes out on. <laughs> he's just right, right on the money for like what version of the game is out there too. <laughs> right? Gonna guess it 30 years ahead of time, which is gonna be wild. <laughs> So, having reread this series, or I think maybe for all of us, the first time, first all the way time, through, yeah, Doug, yeah, first time. How do you feel about this getting a movie? I, I want it because I like it's very short, concise, to the point. I'm hundred percent down for for re-experiencing this as a movie. Yeah. yeah, I think the shortness of the story and the conciseness of it, and the clarity of the themes, and you know the characters and everything they're doing. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted this to be a TV series. I think a movie is a perfect way yeah, to... Yeah, because this could be like three episodes long, which is like, it will be a, a perfect amount. So movie-wise, that's perfect. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like adaptations of stuff. I can't explain why. You know, if I'm given something, I'm like, I love this. If I could experience this again differently, I want to do that. And I think the manga is pretty great. And I would like to see, you know, how it's tackled for, for a movie. Especially now that we have a trailer, like we already so we already know what it looks like, and it looks great. Even though it's CGI, it's 
good CGI. It like really, it's a good, uh, it meshes well. I'm worried about the game. I'll tell you that. I don't yeah. have high hopes for that. <laughs> but, you know, it is what <laughs> it is. Games in a vast desert. <sighs> yeah, man. I'm going to propose something to you guys. And I literally just thought about this right now. Okay. okay. Is that let's do, you know, we're going to get back to GT next week and or next two weeks. And, but let's start to think about ranking all of Toriyama's stories. Dude. This outside is, of Dragon Ball. I've only read Dragon Ball, some of Dr. Slump, and then this. So my, my Toriyama, even though I own the Toriyama art collection book or yeah. whatever, I haven't gone through it. That'd be, uh, I don't know. That <clears> could so be fun. Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball, put those aside. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about everything else ranking against each other. Uh, Obviously, Sandland is number one right now. <laughs> for me as well, because it's also the only other thing. Like, I've never read uh, well, we, uh, Koa or anything like that. We kind of read Alien Peke, but there's like, the stuff in the manga <laughs> theater volumes. And there's Nicol, that. Nicol different Majin's stuff we could look at. So, oh, Jocko. Yeah. Jocko's my, my number oh, one. Jocko. I would, I would say that's Dragon Ball. <laughs> but I don't know. No. It is kind of a standalone thing, and it only ties in at, at the, the very, very end. end. Yeah. Yeah. And you do anything but with that. I think that's one thing know, about Sailing that I didn't really particularly like. It wasn't that funny. I mean, maybe I was going into with too much expectation of like mm. a, a gag monger, like I'll, I'll laugh a minute. But there are like maybe like th- three when when some hit though, the, like three good laughs are are in this. But I was expecting more. I, I guess that's why I was kind of bored. Mm. See, that's what I loved about it. Yeah, I I got on its wavelength real quick, mm-hmm. and I was there for it. So I guess it all of came into expectations i wasn't expecting a gag manga i probably should have i mean going by the dude's track record <laughs> not but, gag uh, but just more like jocko with like more it's, yeah it's a it's a funny story but yeah it is I, great like I, felt, I think the last page is just the swimmers just swimming and his the father being like don't breathe underwater <laughs> i've never experienced it before i personally feel that a lot of toriyama's humor when he's trying to when it's something that is predominantly funny or supposed to be funny, I find Toriyama's humor hard to get through. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Dr. Sl- I found early Dr. Slump to be really unbearable <laughs> to read. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I've heard it gets somewhat like multi-chapter stories later on, and I could probably start to jive with that level of serialization versus uh, episodic, everything episodic all the time right in the beginning. I think some of early Dragon Ball is kind of rough when it's trying to be overly funny. I think getting through the... I haven't read this entire manga theater volume that I have. I think it is... That's the one, A lot yeah. of his early stuff is pretty torture, <laughs> torturous. <laughs> and once it starts to become stories, he starts to... he Like that... I forget what the first story in there is called. It's like Magic Wonder Island or something is like god-awful. But then as his, his different stories have more of a narrative to them, they get a lot better. I think he's a masterful story crafter, and that's what I love most about Toriyama, and I think this is like pure that. Mm-hmm. Sandland is pure Toriyama storytelling, less Toriyama comedy. I'm not sure. My my gut reaction, and this is not going off of information <laughs> or anything, it was like, is he an expert storyteller? I don't think... I think in the terms of the ability to convey a story, excellent. Peerless. I'm not sure if his story writing in terms of like, I don't know, world building and... Yeah, um, Sandland is so on the nose, it couldn't... (laughs) You can't miss it. But I think like, you know, if he's gonna, you know, tell you a story, he's gonna explain it 
clearly his art is super great and clear and clean so it's very easy to pick up on like the action or like you know uh character emotions so i don't know i guess that's uh yeah that's no, just a I, I think his comedy hits for me like he has such a way with making stupid things super funny and that's all like his early <laughs> stuff like anyone else who wrote that joke would have been would have done it so i wouldn't i would have just like cringed but with toriyama it's like this fucking guy well, I mean, it's not to say I don't think the comedy in Sandland is is bad. I don't think that. I think it's just that when something like Dr. Slump, I find hard to get through when it's just someone does a random thing, XD, and then right. someone overreacts to it. And then, oh, well, Raleigh did this, and someone overreacts to it. And it's just like Death by a Thousand Cuts is what mm, Toriyama maybe. comedy but I feel like it always, feels like to me. It's, the joke is always this, there, to, there to move the story forward. Like yes. I think I think what, what you wouldn't like is if it was just a joke for a joke's sake, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah, Toriano does that. Doesn't do it in this book, Sandland. Now, available at all retailers. <laughs> Get it while well, you, you still can. can. This is only the fourth printing in 20 years. And I would imagine yeah. that this book is probably going to start to become hard to come by if they don't do a fifth printing, which I think they probably would. But yeah, it's worth a have. I mean, there's not many like f- full volume things that Toriyama has done. And even less that Viz has put out. Yeah. yeah. And it's only 10 bucks. I was like, oh, 10 bucks. Easy. Like, yeah, I picked this up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have to, it on the shelf. I'm definitely gonna have to pick it up because I read it through the uh, Viz Shonen Jump app, and uh, it didn't have that forward. So you guys coming out with some info on that, I'm like, oh dang! Like I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So that was uh, some good information to have. I'll tell you and, what, uh, I loved it. I'll read this over the Dragon Ball Super manga any day. So what if I told you the Dragon Ball Super manga was better than? <laughs> <laughs> Do, I, okay, could you, could you legitimately say that? Could you, you feel like you that? could say that, Randy? Uh, you're gonna. You want me to say, yeah, Toyotaro <laughs> does way better than Toriyama at storytelling, and I mean, it could know, be rusty on. in this story. One could be more enjoyable than the other story. Are you telling me, Ken, that you think you could say that confidently? No, I. I wanted to get you on the record. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. I like Super, but you know, it's no Sandland. I don't I, know. Yeah, I think Sandland is a freaking masterpiece. Wow. And I could not believe that I would have thought that because yeah. I had really low expectations going in. Sandland never jived with me or I never jived with Sandland as a kid. <laughs> so I'm I'm absolutely shocked and pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh likewise, I was worried that, you know, when I, when I closed that book, I was like, "Man, I really loved that." Was it just the, you know, getting to experience something new, something from Toriyama, Toriyama. in his prime? Yeah, where I was just like, okay, that's just coloring, you know, my thoughts. But I'm like, nope, days go by. And I'm like, it's still really freaking great. So I couldn't just disagree more. This is so boring and just a, a very straight on the nose. The government is bad. The rich are <laughs> doing stuff to get their own power. And well, I don't know. Doug. Yes, and? Are you? Are <laughs> Doug's you gonna, the 1%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doug loves Daddy Bezos. You should have kept the water themselves. <laughs> are you going to go see the movie, Doug? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'm super bored by this, but damn it, I'm gonna be there day I one. I just me reading. I don't know. I, just if it's not Dragon Ball, but I mean, like when it gets to the action, it's I'm a, I sound like a fucking idiot. When it when it gets to the action, it's like it's so great. Toriyama has a way with action. Just it's still images, but he just has so much motion to them, and just like yeah. a kick landing is just it's he makes it look so so good. I think the way he moves you he around does a, a Goku page. stance. Doesn't he? Did you catch when he when he does a Goku stance? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need high res scan of the page the panel (laughs) 
of Beelzebub standing like on the cliff, absorbing the power of the night. That's like, a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. with Poster like some, of that, some yeah. deep, rich blacks on a HDR screen as like yeah. a wallpaper. Ooh, that's gonna be good. <laughs> I want that. Maybe the movie's visuals are super great for that. That would be good. Give me that. Maybe, I'm knows? excited. Anything else you guys want to talk about uh, Sandland here to get it off, get it off your chests? No, I'm really interested to see what you, the listener, had to say. That's right, you and you. There you. were three people. So all three of you. <laughs> all yeah. three of you. There'll be more after the movie comes out. Absolutely for certain. Uh, I don't know, man. It's the year of Sandland. Weirdly, 23 years later, here we are. It's and the year of Sandland and the year of GT. Yeah, man. I'm seeing wow. so much GT discourse. <laughs> Stuff I never would have thought of. It's coming together. I take the blame for that because we started <laughs> talking about it a lot. Go so. ahead, buddy. Hold on. Here's my Doug impression. Guy Sandland, mid- Anyways, new uh, Ichiban show. Ichiban show uh, yeah. Beelzebub figure. Check it out, guys. Going there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a tank figure. There's a, a, a model kit of the tank, and it has Beelzebub and, and everyone in, in the tank that you can build as well. See, you just don't have the figures of it yet. Maybe when once I need, you get I need there. the figures. So. Once, you get, once you have Beelzebub then I'll get still it. boxed behind you, you'll be like, They're oh, still dude, boxed. you guys Thank read Sandland for knowing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we too well. It's still boxed. <laughs> That's going to be good. So, yeah, that was great. Uh, we're going to be jumping back into GT after this. Y'all excited to to get back into that? The Grand Tour. I'm extremely... Nipples, diamonds. <laughs> Whoa. <what I'm> saying. <laughs> We've hit the baby stuff, so we're fully into it. Oh, there's a, there's a GT Vegeta GT He's here. On a fish? No, this is real. <laughs> That's Jack's? Like Jack specific? Yeah. Oh, baby. That's how you know it's good. So, uh, yeah... You know, we asked for uh, some questions and thoughts uh, about Sandland, and we're going to get to that right after this quick here break. And we're back. Ken is now unfrozen. He can move again. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't go anywhere. For you, the the viewer, it was only two seconds. For him, in eternity, who knows? <laughs> for the viewers, I got turned into a kid, so I couldn't use teleportation anymore. <laughs> I was gonna so. say, Randy and I teleported like from here to there, but Ken is in the exact same spot. <laughs> it's it's impressive his ability to stay still. So we reached out to all y'all on your thoughts on Sand Land, and uh, first up, uh, Ken, will you take this one from Lumron Mayasha? Yeah, so Lum Ranma Yasha. Rao is one of Toriyama's most nuanced characters, and I enjoy his story of redemption. But how how do you feel about the story pa- placing all the blame and evils on the war of the war on General Zhu, while Rao, the king, and the others involved in the war are let off the hook for their parts in it? Hmm. I don't think they're let off the hook. They have really big remorse towards what they've done yeah. and are trying to repent for that trying to get water to the whole world again after all this and even even leave the peachy peachy people the survivors alone like there's this great oasis but they're here it's theirs i'm even going to come back afterwards and keep feeding them food like he does that at the end i think there's a lot of learning to live with what you've done and become a better person for it yeah mm-hmm. um which is an, a very inspiring message yeah. for toriyama you know to to think that and I don't necessarily think the king got off. I mean, yeah, he has he's giving half his riches away, but I think he's still 
that's the worst thing to, like, to, to happen to someone with power is to take away some of their power. Yeah. So that's and now he's the two percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, now he's got half of his wealth. And also the person who is actually doing his job is gone. So now he's actually yeah. got to work. Yeah. So with someone, someone there gonna... now who's responsible, who. Yeah. I, I right. love the, the three dimensional characters in this that are just right. like uh, the and, I, I love the whole. uh what is it? The, the the character usage, like we see these characters in Dragon Ball Superhero, like the attendant has the same hairdo as the oh, as a general. Right. There's a few other Carline. characters in there that Carline. I'm like, oh, that's, yep. that's a character dra- uh, they use later in Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about Lucifer being basically <laughs> Dabra. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say, I don't think Rao is off the hook in that he didn't you know get anything like he had his own sense of loss and like yeah he's not going to jail but like dude already lost a lot and lost his wife yeah he's going through it to make things better so like you know what he's uh he's living with that yeah yeah lost his wife in the event that he kind of like helped lead the mm -hmm. charge on yeah uh jacob sawyer well, Said. real quick. Oh, uh, we're yeah. Not gonna re- we're not going to read these comments, but Lum Ron Mayasha did all did reply again. Oh, with some thoughts this. on the movie. Oh, uh, that we're not going to get into for spoiler reasons. But if you are so inclined, check out uh, their reply to the "We Got a Podcast" tweet. Uh, you can go and get a sneak, exclusive preview from Lum Ron Mayasha of the movie. Oh, which they, they, they saw, saw the movie at Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, nice. Mm. Okay, I'm excited. How's that for a plug? that's how it was so plugged up dude (laughs) jacob sawyer says i really enjoyed reading it there are some toriyama repeated beats with devil characters struggling with being bad which i think are well realized in the story i always like a story about fighting for the oppressed or marginalized the tanks look great i mean their signature toriyama you know mech designs they're they're big bubbles it's so like (laughs) involved too like you see them in the tank going from like different positions from like steering the wheel to like the the the, the weapons and everything and like you, it's such a small and closed little tank but you feel like it's a big area just how much how much it utilizes everything of a tank you can tell toriyama loves these vehicles there was something we didn't talk about which i didn't bring up which is you know in dragon ball sometimes you got people being like tactician where they're like oh if you try this like we'll be able to do that like goku firing the blast underneath the lake and then firing them up so you can get behind frieza mm-hmm. and it's like that's cool other times it's just punching each other in the face until uh somebody does a big blast but like the combat in this like yeah there's the fight with the insect man but the tank combat the and tank like combat, having, yeah you know having beelzebub up and like okay he's gonna be over here blah 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 and like you know knowing it's like oh he's gonna fire this way so i gotta back up and like ain't, that was so cool i was like yes i am super into this <laughs> You know Toriyama had to draw a map and then be like, okay, yep. where exactly are these characters at this time? I want to mm. see that map. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it's on It's on a bar napkin, lost a time. <laughs> no. Yeah, or forever gone. <laughs> uh, hey, Ken, do you want to take uh, the Tomes of Evil podcast network? Yeah, at Tomes of Evil pod. I first discovered Sandland after an erroneous article said Beelzebub was Dabra's child. I really enjoyed it. It's surprisingly thought-provoking and even more relevant today. The characters are all fun and have the Toriyama charm. Can't wait for the film and game. Everyone here seems to be latching on to just how, like, rich and important the story is in this. (laughs) In such a way that, like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Yeah. (laughs) I would have read Sandland a long time ago. (laughs) That would have, yeah, that would have gotten me hooked and I would have been on board like crazy. But, you know, I, you know what, because I liked it from where I was, maybe it's, I, I needed to wait 
until you know i could meet that yeah. story where it was so i feel the same way doug will get it in like 10 years yeah man maybe after he's got a sizable sandland figure collection that's what it is <laughs> you should have He'll waited to read this oh. until next year because all the figures would have been out and you'd yeah. have been like oh now i gotta get the oh hell yeah you, you guys are doing a timeline for the movie but not timeline for the figures so you're not considering <laughs> us figure fans Okay, we'll re-review it when those uh, those t- figure arts hit. <laughs> Doug Please. is the oppressed in this story because he's a figure fan and not a manga or anime fan. They had the figures. They're just not releasing them to the public. This is bullshit. We're hoarding them. You no. know, we're selling them for high prices. No, scalpers. <laughs> that's I, what it is. I'm not rewrite. Maybe that's why I hate this so much. I hate no because of that. I hate this. I'm like this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what if they had to have a lottery and if you get so many, like then you can get I don't know. However figures work, I don't know. That's out of my You're out of my wheelhouse. Okay. Well. Uh, just to jump on to something, and I'm going to call them tomes. Tomes. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. Tomes said uh, about the game, I don't know if I'm going to play that. Really? As much I, as have I you, have you seen the... enough of it to make a judgment already? That's, that's the thing. I watched one video, and it was very clearly somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, and I'm like, this oh. is torture. <laughs> so, like, maybe if I see some actual good gameplay, it might, be, might change my mind, but... Because we just got that one video from, I think, IGN. And I'm like, really? This does is it, the does only it show gameplay? From... Does, it, does it play like an RPG or what? <sighs> it's mostly you know, running around in the tank is what they're mostly doing and missing fucking everything. Hmm. So as much as I long for the era of like PS2 anime tie-ins, I, I, think, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm good with this one. Yeah, I would say, I don't know, if it's, you know, gets in like the seven-ish, six, maybe and like, eh, I'll probably get it. Maybe not day one. But like we'll just we'll just watch a walkthrough. A let's play or play. I'll get it, uh, guys. I'll get it once season four is out and <sighs> yeah. I'll catch up on all the DLC. Right, DLC. You know, eventually, they're going to reveal that this is one of the Earths in the Dragon Ball like this twelve is universe universes. Six. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that somehow. Like when they found the oasis of the of the water, and Beelzebub was like, "I see someone over there," and I go, and it's just like Bulma. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you're like, this is where Toriyama comes this up is with where, Yes. <laughs> I was thrown off early on when um, they were attacking the humans to like get the water. And one of the people used holy water on that one ferret thing. And it's like, oh, that oh, doesn't yeah. work on Japanese demons. Oh, I'm like, okay, love Japan that. exists here. And then I screen capped. I'm like, that seems really weird unless it's supposed to be like, oh, he's like, you know, a yokai or whatever. And that's just a cultural thing. I'm like, nope. Later on, they bring up like, this is Earth. But later, I'm like, oh, okay. I was so ready for more jokes like that. But that was like, that was the one joke <laughs> sparsed <laughs> across the entire thing. It's like, this is great. Oh, Doug, you'll get there. I'm confident. I'm just smooth brained. I don't like this too complicated. It's just <laughs> goes over my head. Anything else you guys uh, want to say, want to throw out there before we close her up? I just, I know we've spoiled the hell out of Sandland. So if you're this far in, I mean, I really hope that you have already read Sandland. No, but even if you haven't. haven't. Dude, as much as I don't like this story, I still recommend reading it just because it's Tori, not just because it's Toriyama, but because it's yeah. Toriyama and just how talented he is at drawing and putting together. I, th- I feel like he's more suited to flying off the seat of his pants story wise, as opposed to mm-hmm. you guys thinking it's better that he plays it out, but it's still definitely worth a read. Heck yeah. Recommendations from three different people. So you know it's good. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening. We love interacting with you and keeping you in the conversation, talking about our favorite franchise and things that are adjacent to it, apparently, uh, in the world. Uh, you can tweet at us at we got a pod. You can email us at we got a pod at gmail.com. Thank you to Rifty Beats for letting us use his track, Kakarot Theme Hip Hop Trap Remix. You can find that track and other great music by Rifty on his SoundCloud. Ken, where can the good people find you? You can find me 
at DetectiveX on Twitter.org slash X.com. Nice. <laughs> wow. You got the rights to that? Starting yeah. your own thing. Twitter.org slash X.com. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, what about you? Uh, you can find me at Saber underscore Breaker on X, on Threads, on Blue Sky. That's right. I'm in there now. You can't stop me. Wow. We, we can. <laughs> Plenty of people can. Block. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> that easy. Use the block button. Doug, what about you? You can find me at your Baz Doug. I'm posting uh, my TikToks on the We Got a Pod YouTube channel. So if you don't have TikTok, just check it out there. Um, you guys let me know. Do you want me to just dump a bunch in there or just keep it keep it sparse? You let me know. I'm gonna I'm doing it sparse for now. That's all. That's a Ken question. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm and I'm no I was audience question, audience question. I was asking the yeah. audience oh. what do they want? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure. So well, there was like as, a silence you're, <laughs> as if I was waiting for the comments to come back. Like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. While you're commenting down below about uh, whether or not you think Doug's Tiki Talkies should become regular YouTube content, uh, also hit that subscribe button, guys. Send us uh, reviews on the, the Spotify's uh, and answer Randy's questions when he asks you questions oh, on the, polls, the Spotify's. Yeah. And uh, it helps us out, guys. We broke into the mom community. <laughs> uh, we're, we're pretty much there. We're the number one mom Dragon Ball podcast for sure. Uh, I totally. think that's undeniable, it's especially true. the number one. For, well, for some reason, we're the number two mom Dragon Ball podcast in Portugal, which yeah. doesn't really like add up. So, but that, we, that gives us a, a we goal. Gotta, yeah, we'll get there. We'll Something to shoot for. Uh, so, guys, thanks again for watching, and we'll catch you later. See later. You.